Welcome to My Best 11 Podcast. Today we are joined by a man who we have been absolutely desperate to get onto this podcast. I think he's been, from our fans, especially Luton fans, the most requested person to get onto the pod so far. Croatian, played at Dubrovnik, Vartex, then Leighton Orient, Luton, Milwaukee back to Dubrovnik. The Croatian sensation, it is Armit Berkovic. How are you, Berko? Uh, very well, thank you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to see you and uh, it's, uh, it's my pleasure to be here. Excellent. Marvin, how has it been seeing Burko? Is it like back to old times? Yeah, I mean, I, I speak to Burko every now and then. And so uh, as, as you've just been alluding to, we've been trying to get him on for a while. Um, I know him as, I call him Stoich, like a short nickname, Hiroto Stoichkov was a, a player. Because like Burko, when the first time I saw Burko play, it's like he was just like his touch. It was just silky and he was just calm, was never stressed. And I would always, if I, if I, when I was playing, I'd always look to give him the ball because I knew, right, he would 99% of the time retain possession of the ball and I wouldn't have to be running back to defend. So he would be the first player I'd be looking for when I was playing. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Burko's here to talk through, or Stoich, to use Miles, um, Miles' nickname, uh, he's here to talk about the best 11 players he's ever played with. Now, these are going to be a range of players, I'm sure, from a range of different clubs, which is amazing. Um, and as we go through, if Burko wants to name a few extras um, on top of his best eleven, that's absolutely fine as well. So we're no going to start. We're going to start off with um, what formation are you going to make your best eleven? Uh, I like to play four four two. Four four two. Do you think that was the best you played? Do you prefer playing yeah. the right hand I, side? I, I played. I like that uh, system because I was. I was most of my life. I played in a. Right, right, right position or left position or on the wing. So that that's why it really suits me the position. And I was go, I would like to go back. Uh, I, I would like to go to attack from if from left side or someone like putting across. I was always like to be in the box. So that was my natural position to be honest. Right hand side midfield. How do you think you go in the in the modern era with the three up front, where you've got the one person and obviously the two oh, wide? Would, to would be, you like to be, be the behind, right? I would like to be behind the striker. One behind the strikers. I'd love to be there in the middle. Excellent. So going you'd love to have played that role. Going around and serve the players and score the goals. That Mohammed, oh. almost like the Mo Salah, that style, on the right-hand yeah. side. Yes, yeah, But he's much quicker than me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So... We're gonna start get we're gonna get going with goalkeeper. So um go through your goal goalies. Have you got any other goalies you want to say or mention? It was very difficult about goalies. And I got two goalies I was really enjoying to play. I was really enjoying and uh, in Croatia. Uh, I got one goalie. He played for I don't know if you heard for Hajduk Split. He was he's one of the top. Yeah, uh, yeah it's a very big club, and he, his name is Varvodic. Zoran Varvodic. Varvodic. He is, he played there for like ten years. He was one of the best keepers in that time. We talking about eighties and nineties. And then in ninety four, he came to Dubrovnik when I was playing for Dubrovnik in the Premiership club, like Premier League. And he was there with me. And he was unbelievable. He was my honestly. It was it was pleasure uh, for me to play with him. And he, he's talking and his his goalkeeping uh, touch. It was unbelievable. Honestly, it was unbelievable. And then I go Marlon Beresford. He was playing with me. You know, Marv. I like Marlon. Marlon has a beautiful left foot, not like yours, but very good left <laughs> foot. So I was really enjoying playing with him as well. So which are you picking? But I tell you now, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Marlon Beresford. Marlon Beresford. Marlon, Marlon Beresford in goal. How was he like to play against? Was he um was he easy to beat? Was he frustrated when you used to beat him all the time? Or was he a pretty chill oh, out keeper? Marlon, Marlon. Marlon, yeah, yeah Marlon. 
when you training used to ground, on a training pitch, I was just curling the balls in the top corners. He was he was fuming. <laughs> top goal corner, bottom doesn't matter. Did that make you want to do it more? Just to annoy him? Of course, of course, of course. He was always like joking, winding up. You know what I mean? That was a, it was a good time. We have a very good bunch of lads. To be honest, we was taking the jokes on the right way. You know what I mean? So it was it was very good. We re- I was very lucky to play with this bunch of lads. Luton. That was my best time in my career. So. No one was no one was going like offended. We was always like joking and positive. So you, you mentioned there about the best. You said it was the best time of your career. If I were to ask, and this is going to be a tough question, probably think about. If I was to ask yep. you the game, the best game you remember for Luke, for yourself um, or for the team, which game would you pick, uh, Burko? Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, oh, tell you now, the tough game and uh, and it was. The, I would go. I would go for Hull City, but I scored a header. We won one nil, and we was officially top of the league and we got promoted. Yeah. I, I, that was that's the one, yeah. I, I think, think most Luton fans I, would say that, yeah. Yeah, I, I, that was definitely probably the, yeah, I would say the best one. And and against Port Vale, we, we, we played one nil, I scored over a kick from 69 boxes, but that was not much important like this one, if, I, if you know what I mean. The Hull game was very important, so I would, I would definitely probably go for Hull game, yeah. And the celebration? Was that like a bit of us? Oh my see god! It now. It's famous I, still. There are there oh, are mugs. Is everything of you running away with that? Oh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I got so many questions from the Luton supporters because I'm still in touch with them on a, on this uh, Facebook messengers and all that stuff. And uh, uh, that 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 uh, that goal when I scored and uh, Arthur said afterwards the stadium. I thought it going to collapse. Honestly, people was jumping. People was going on the stadium. I, honestly, I. I, I I even now I'm talking to you now. My 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 skin is all funny now. I feel I'm never gonna forget that moment in my life. That moment, never. Yeah. Were you there, Marv? That no, no. That's I was behind the goal <laughs> where you had where you scored. I, 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 I was retired. I've been retired there by Big Joe by then. Uh, he never, he was, then. He's never there when I scored. He ne- he's never there. To, I mean, that's that's him. That's Marv. <laughs> Maybe he was your unlucky charm. <laughs> Marv, Marv, and I tell you now, I forgot to tell you. Marv was calling me, so tell Marv, how was I calling you? What, 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 what nickname did Nadal. you give Marv? Nadal. 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 Spanish uh, international players. Left, he played left-footed, he plays on the half. Same thing like Marv. Good touch. It took no prisoners either. <laughs> no. How, how is your tennis going, Marv? Like Nadal? I, I mean, I've not been playing. I will be in the summer. I think come the summer... I've been training now for the last six months. I should, I should be fit, fit enough to to last five sets. But that's what I prepare for. I prepare for five sets. It might not go to five sets, but I prepare for five sets. Awesome. So you mentioned Oof. there your favorite, your favorite moment. Then was that game, the whole game, the Luton yes. fans, uh, like you said, going absolutely crazy. Did you crazy. when that cross came in? Did you purposely know? You were coming in for the back post. I know you're quite famous for coming in at the back post. Actually, I scored the near post. It was, uh, was it? it was, uh, my was memory Steve Robinson. My memory. Yeah, yeah. Steve Robinson was playing. He was, he had a ball on the right side, and Robo was putting the cross. And I saw the gap. I said, "Listen, I'm gonna go just in on the near post." Whatever happened, I was gambling. I was honestly, I was gambling, and I was gambling, and I could see ball coming, and I jumped honestly, and I go actually two centre halves bigger than me. I mean, and I, ju- I was just in the right place, right position, and that feeling when the ball came to the net, and and in 89 minutes, honestly, it's, uh, it was the best, best, probably definitely the best, best moment in my life. Ah, very good, very good feeling. I I, I want to go back to something there. What um, Burko just said there, so for any um, young players or 
players listening. Like if if you just listen to what Burko was saying, as he said, like Robbo was on the on the on the wing and he said like he was gonna gamble, right? Which is first obviously he's gonna make the movement first before the balls come in and hit the hit the space. So he's so he's always on the move. So once you're on the move, right, it's difficult, right? The ball might have gone over the into the far over his head and far post, yes, but yes. because he was on the move, right, as a, as a defender, you can't gamble. I mean, I'd have, you more or less have to anticipate. So if I was playing there, Mark yes. and Burko, I'd have to wait till the ball comes in where he could gamble across me in the near post and get there yes. and the ball come in that spot and he can score. So, I mean... That's just a little lesson for anyone who's listening there who's still playing that. I mean, you need to make the gambles. The, the run comes first before the ball. Hey, yeah. Right, definitely. So we're going to keep going with your best 11. We'll go to right back. And try and give us clues, Burko, with like, with like some clues so we can try and guess who you're f- talking about because we've done our research. Tell you now, you know this guy, you know this guy very, very, you play with him, you play with him. And I tell you now, he's, for me, he's the one of the best, honestly. For me, Boise. Clues, don't then. laugh. Don't <laughs> laugh. I like the no, play. No, 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 no. Boise, I mean, Berko, we're saying, right, you've got to give us some clues so we can guess Boise. We, we're trying to oh, guess. Right. That's why sorry, I'm laughing. Sorry, because sorry. I said, I'm I said, sorry, give sorry. Us some, give no, us some right, next time. Give us some oh, clues. So, I'll give you for the next one. Of course. So why right, Boise? Because, yeah, I mean, Boise wasn't there for, wasn't there for a huge amount of time because um, before he... Before he left to to other places. All right, I played with Boise. I played with Boise from 2001 till 2000. I think 2005, six, something like that. four, five years. I played with him. Was he there that long? I'm not sure if he's there that long. It, uh, then he but, moved to. We sold him to Wigan, I think. Yeah. No, I think he went to Palace. Palace, first. didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Palace. Went to Palace yes. first. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, friend, yes. if you're on the right, Boise is on the right. Why did you love playing with Boise? Did he cover I, everything? I tell you now, uh, I was thinking between him and Kevin, to be honest with you, but. I don't know. Boise was uh, understanding was I don't know very good with him. I honestly, he was uh, he knew when I have a ball. If any pass me, that I'm gonna if I pass, I give him the ball. I'm gonna cover him. We have that understanding, if you know what I mean. And you know how to pass the ball to me. Well, this thing was honestly like a natural. Honestly, it was very easy to play with him. And he was very he got pace. Honestly, he have a pace which was very good for me to be honest. I can put him further, give him my further ball. He will catch the ball. He have a good cross. So. I was very enjoying playing with him. No, excellent. Excellent. So Boise is on the right. Who's on the left, Burko? Clues, oh, clues. Give us clues. Okay. <laughs> okay, the clues. Left-footed player. Uh, love his hair. Uh, oh, was he at Russian Diamonds? No. Okay, he, moved to the, he, moved, he moved to the Premiership Club. Yep. Did he play for Harry Redknapp? Yes, he did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Matty Taylor. I know. I wouldn't yes. have said he loved his hair. Did he love his hair? I would yes. have said um, yeah, Anders was more of a Anders was more of a person who loved his hair. Obviously, a bit blonde hair, you know what I mean? Love his hair, shower. You know what I mean? He was a good player. I like him. Yes. And and he was part of that joke in here, kind of alongside yourself, that kind of revolution of Luton when... Yes, yes I know yes. he played a few games the season before, but he really came to the fore in that season when we're in the yes. last league. Like all our players, you know, when they move somewhere, always following our players. They move to bigger clubs, of course. We always follow them. Because they, are, they was our teammates, so hey, I'm so happy that he succeeded in his career, and uh, it was a pleasure to be in this uh, team with him and play with him. And uh, he, he was he was he had ability. He was he had unbelievable left foot, and he had a pace and run and uh, engine. He was he could play. I mean, two games in in, in one day, <laughs> honestly. He was. He was full of energy. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. See, me and Marvin, we play. We want to finish the game, put our feet up, and we don't want to play for 
past five days. We want to rest. You know, Matty was different. He, he could play He could play two games in, in, in two hours. Yeah, three he, hours. Could. He, he was very fit. He was very fit. Yeah. I just wanted to, um, obviously, you and me, we can get onto it later on, but I want to touch on, you mean, you moved to Luton, obviously a successful move from Leighton Orient to Luton. How did that come about? Leighton Orient to Luton. Tell you now what's happened. Um, Leighton Orient, uh, I was playing actually very well over there for two and a half years. And it was very good. Uh, I got Tommy Taylor like, like a, a manager. He was a good coach and everything. And then what's happened, I was uh, playing final games, Leighton play against Blackpool. And uh, in a millennium in the card for the playoff to go up, and uh, we didn't be lost in the final four two. And then uh, uh, we met me and Chairman Barry Hearn at that time, and he said to me, "Listen, I can't afford to pay your wages. The club now is no uh, inability to give you the wages that what you want." And then I was uh, looking for the club. And my agent said to me, "Listen, would you like to go on a trial to to Luton?" And I went to Luton. At that time, Joe Kane was there, like a manager, and uh, after. After about seven days, he said to me, listen, I want you here. And I signed that time to end of the season. We signed the contract end of the season. And I done well. And then he gave me two-year contract. That's was, how uh, was, was, Griff, was Griff already at Luton? Oh, Griff? my God. Oh, yes, he was. Because Griff obviously came from Leighton Orient to Luton. So maybe yes, exactly. he put a good word in for you with Joe? He did. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Carl gave a good word for me. And he told because uh, they played together in Leighton Orient, and uh, and Joe said, "Why not?" So I came, and uh, many saw my ability, and said to Melissa, "I want you here." And that's how that's how it went. But Carl, Carl, Carl was a good punter. He was a good lad. What was it like a with Joe punter. when you walked in with Joe? Obviously, the uh, almost like the stature, the reputation. What was it like in your first conversation with Joe? Was he pretty level straight down the line, or was he? What was he like with you? I tell you now, Joe Kania, he he. he he was a tough. He was a tough bloke. He was a tough bloke. Uh, uh, he was. He was in the beginning. I was having big respect about him because I know he was. And and uh, actually, when I was talking, I was quite scared. It was, it was always scary. I was. I wasn't ever relaxed. He was. He had that statue. He was staying still, talking to you. I mean, I was. I wasn't never. I was never relaxed talking to him. But th- that was when I mo- when I came first time when I came. After when I played everything, it was no problem with him. It was very easy, and uh, he he was very tough manager. He wanted results like any anyone else, but he was tough. He was tough. When he got angry, he was angry, and I got some some things what I saw with him. What was happening in the restroom? He was he was he was hard. He 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 was giving you hard words, but then after everything was okay. You know what I mean? What was he like in the? Was he a hands-on manager or was he um, either your mouth? Was he a hands-on manager or was he more more? The coaches do the training ground. I'll do the players. Uh, I would say the Joe Kania was no uh, one of the. Co- he wasn't coaching. He was just uh, our coach was at that time Mick Hartwell. He, Mick Hartwell was taking all the training sessions. He maybe honestly why? But Joe Kania would come maybe once or twice in a month on it or three times on a pitch sometimes. Only if we have a best results and then he would come more uh, more. Often. But he would, he would come. He was more like manager. He would come on a, a bit, a before the match or day before the match. He would give us uh, what things what, we, what he wants to do the plan. But most of the training session he was it was organized by Mikato. Did you prefer yeah, that, Marv? Did is that something? No. That, did you like the separate or did you like the hands-on coach and manager? Is it good to have both? I mean, it's good to have a, a bit of both I think but I think Joe um, going from his experience from the Wimbledon and moving forward he always had 
um, a right-hand man or right-hand people where they would take most of the coaching and he would be seen as the manager who would be, like Burko said, I mean, you wouldn't really see Joe apart from maybe once a week. And, and I think Mike Newell was similar in that. He felt that, you know, he had Brian Steen and myself doing the coaching. And they feel that if, you, if you're there every day and you get used to their voice and seeing them, you get comfortable. Whereas I think Newley and, and Joe, it was a case where like every now and then when they turn up to the training ground, it's a case where, okay, the manager's here we need to make sure that we're performing sort of thing. And I think that's, that's the way they saw it. And I think it works both ways though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. So we've got Boise, Matty Taylor. Who are your centre-backs, Burko? Centre-backs, I have to say, is uh, he plays for Luton Town and he's, uh, he's got blonde hair. He is a foreigner. Oh, is he Finnish? Yes, Bob, yes. <laughs> He is very underrated. Yeah, he was a good. He was a real good top top player. Yeah, Mar- Marcus is it? He Marcus Heikkinen. 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 Yes. yes, yes, yes. He have I a mean, good touch. Did he? Where did he? Did he go to Celtic or something like that? Or did he? Where did he, he go? Some big club after after he went some. He went to a big club where. somewhere, didn't he? Yes, I'm sure. Did, did. Maybe I'm wrong. No, maybe um, Andrew could do did. some research later on. Um, maybe he didn't go to he a big panic. club, but he should have been. Yeah, but he never panic on the ball. He was always no. relaxed. You know? uh, mm. He have composure. Uh, take the he would take the ball to the 16 yard uh, to the center of the pitch. Pass yeah. the ball on your feet. He was very cool player. Very good. Dundee was he going to? Did he go to Scotland? Did he end up in Scotland? He went. I, he, we signed him from Aberdeen. Okay. And he went to um, Rapid Vienna. Rapid Vienna. Rapid, Rapid Vienna. Yeah, in uh, Austria, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Massive Austria. team. He did. Wasn't he? He was. I've always felt he was able to be as good in central defence and almost like that holding midfielder the shield because he yeah, was yeah, so he good could. on the ball. Yeah, he could. He could. He could play the midfield easily, easily, easily. He had composure on the ball, good touch. Honestly, never panicked. I don't, listen, I don't know if you know, but Finnish, Finnish people, they're very cool people. I mean, they're so relaxed, honestly. I met some Finnish people, honestly. And uh, he's composed on the ball. And uh, he, he never feels stressed when he, when he take, they have a ball in his feet. When he's under the pressure, he's always feel cool. He's always cool. Yeah. We, had a, we had another, I think, before your time, Burko, we had another Finnish player. I don't know if um, Andrew remember. I think it was during Ricky Hill's time. A right oh, winger, right. blonde hair. Yeah. Blonde hair. Yeah. He was very fast and more athletic. Yeah, oh, good. We're, we're, yes, I know. We'll have, to, we'll have to see if any of the listeners um, get it. We'll, we'll see if they tweet it or anything like that. But yeah, blonde hair, right winger. Right but that cool, calm composure and he, he wasn't, wasn't, he, he, wasn't no, he wasn't like marcus he was the opposite that's what i'm saying he wasn't he wasn't yeah. like calm he was more like a bit of um a, a telfer more of a hard worker grafter for a finished person a he was more, yeah. yeah he wasn't, more, he wasn't you know Marv, the 90 percent of the finnish people they're all blondies <laughs> old blondies yeah. don't blondies. <laughs> scandinavia don't blondies excellent so marcus heikinen there i mean he he came into the club when they were really at their kind of the peak of the mike newell um, joking here, that whole kind of era, I suppose. Yes. Um, yes. What did so? You said Heikkinen. You could see he was going to go on to the next, uh, the next level. You mentioned touch. You mentioned calmness. Um, he played for the international. He played for his international team as well. Yes. yes. Um, what was what was that like having him go away and come back? And was it did it make the whole team a lot prouder having internationals like him, Kevin Foley? Who were going away of, and coming back? Of course, it's uh, you know I mean you go quality. You if they play for national team, you know they go quality. Yeah. So in 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 start, you know they are quality players and me, people like me. 
who, who likes to play on the ball. I don't like kick the long balls. I like to have a pass, just pass, 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 touch. I like this kind of player I was. And uh, so that's the kind of place to suit me to be. And, uh, and, and, and I know that every time when I was coming for the ball, he would give me the ball. He wasn't scared to give me the ball. So that's why I like that place. And they, they, if they, we always trust one each other. You know, you, you, I know what he can do. He knows what I can do. That's the whole composure. So, and uh, I was really enjoying it playing with him because I don't like uh, the players who, who have no confidence in themselves, take the ball out, just get rid of the ball, kick it long. So, I mean, I, you have, sometimes you have to take the pressure when you're under. Yeah. Did you, um, did you ever get an opportunity? We have a close to playing um, you, a lot of caps for Croatia. Uh, what well I done, I played under, under, I play all under 18s. And when I moved to England, uh, I was 21, you know, and uh, in that time, to be honest with you, the closest I came was Germany World Cup. And that was the year when I scored here for Luton Town, I scored 16 goals. And I got phone calls from the um, Football Croatia Football Association. And they said to listen, we know, we heard about you, we know, we've we been following you. They actually came to my house and they was watching one of my games. They actually, I scored that game. And uh, they said to me, listen, you're going to be on a standby. If someone gets uh, injured on midfield, you might be coming. And I remember that time. And that time, believe me or not, I've got such a big competition. I mean, like, you, you got people like Prostinecki played, Boban, Suker, uh, Mario Stanik, uh, all the top players who play in the top clubs. And for me, just to call me, to tell me that I might be standby, it was a, it was a, such a pleasure for me. And uh, that was the nearest I ever been. That's cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. So, but you played all the way through the age group, so um, you must have grown yes, up with some yes. of those players yes. as well yes. then. Yes, sir. yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, I played, uh, I don't know, for my my time, the, I played for with uh, this uh, guy called Vugrinets. Uh, he played for in Lecce in Italy. Uh, he played all clubs, most of the clubs in Italy played in Finnish in Turkey. Uh, played, uh, I played against, uh, I played against, I mean, I played against uh, Suker uh, in Croatia. We played sometimes in the friendly games. Most of them did play my age because I'm 74. So most of them, they're very similar my age. I play against him loads of times. I play against Bilic like three or four times. Uh, and I play against him in a, in a, he was playing under 18s. And I was, the, I think he's only, one is older than me. And I play under 17s. And we played sometimes against each other. Awesome. So some big players. Talking of cent- Bilic, who's your final centre-back? I tell you now, he's uh, he's a left-footed player. Uh, he's always moaning. He's always... Uh, uh, feeling cold. Is uh, is uh, uh, he played all his life? He played in Luton. Always all played for Luton. How? Yes. What? What was this player like um, when he's he joined been, the club? Were they welcome? Yeah, yeah, very nice. Very, very good uh, left foot. Very very Regular. nice left foot. Yes, very, very nice. Left foot view. He was, he was, he was, he was a uh, very cool. I mean, he 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 likes to take the ball in a in a, in a uh, come in a sixteen yard box. He likes to score from center half. Actually, the other day I was watching one of his goals. He scored uh, with I think with the right foot. I think right, it was. Was he was he kind to you, Berge? Was he loving was he and welcoming you to the club? Was he was always loving and welcoming you to the club? That guy was always kind to me. He was always making me so welcome. We was always laughing and joking. He would never argue, ever, ever. He was my uh, idol. <laughs> Burkos. So we have Marvin Johnson in Burkos. Of course. Best. Oh, Eleven. Course. So, course. as much as we say welcoming, to the, as much as we say about welcoming to the club and and Marv being uh, one of those people, we all know Marv's very welcoming, open person. It's what makes him so makes him the person he is. Yeah. But of what course. types of when you join the club, what types of things 
is it really important the players, pros who've been with the club for years, like Marv do? So what type of thing did he do to make you feel welcome when you first joined? Tell you, when I when you move to new new club, and when I move to, you, of course you come in the new new the environment, you see new players and everything. You want to you want to impress everyone. Believe me, everyone when it comes the first time, everyone is nervous, and I was experienced. I was how. I, doesn't matter how I believe in myself, in my abilities, you're always nervous. You got that positive nerves. And I uh, Marv, Marv was always joking. Marv was always happy. I never see Marv in the movie. He was always uh, laughing, make you welcome, talking jokes and everything. He was so he was this kind of guy, honestly. He was such a welcome, honestly. If I if I I can say it's uh, he was probably I don't know, it's not it's, it's easy to say easy going, but he was he was so welcome to everyone. Whoever came in, Marv always give the hand. Say, listen, we are good, but bunch of lads. Everyone's going to help you. We're going to help you. You know what I mean? He was such a welcome guy, honestly. I, I can't say nothing, nothing bad about Mar. Mar was positive influence to all of us. Well, that, that's nice enough, I mean, for you to say that, Berger. I mean, you played with some um, other good centre-halves, as in Coiny, yeah. um, The Twig, Russell Perrett, um, Russell Curtis... <laughs> Um, Liam Barnett. So, I mean, they're, they're, I, it's nice for you to say that. I mean, but like I said, there has been some very, very other good centre-arts you've played with. So, well, you even I go mean, to past... Millwall days, people like Alan Dunn. Yeah, Richard oh, Shaw. Richard Shaw. Like, Shaw. Millwall so, days. days. Don't talk. Listen, I, I, I will just tell you one game, probably you're going to remember. If, uh, I moved to uh, Millwall because the chairman asked me, listen, you know that time we, we were going to the bed uh, rough time, uh, no money in the club, and it was a bad thing. So they asked me, "Can you go on the loan somewhere?" Because they have to take you your wages. And I made, I moved to Milvo on the loan first for like, for for three months, I think it was or two or three months. And I scored some of the goals there. And one of the game, I honestly, I played, and we played against Luton at Milvo or at then. I tell you now. I was going on the pitch, and uh, you know when you come on the pitch, uh, Luton supporters start singing my name. I tell you now, I was crying. I was crying. Even now, uh, my tears come in my eyes. And I tell you, you know what's happened that game? The game was nil-nil, 89 minutes. Ball coming towards me in the box, and I'm shooting. And the ball, I can see going to the, in, into, the goal, in, into the goal. And I'm going, he's going up and up, and he hit the crossbar. I was the happiest man I missed it. <laughs> and I tell you, I didn't want to score the goal. You know, that was the first time I didn't want to score the goal. And I love to score the goals. And I, I was, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Honestly. I was, that sorry, was a, that, it was sorry, very hard Berko, to but was that Was that when you was on loan or was that when yeah, they had signed I was, you? I was on the loan. Because normally, normally they'd say, no, you can't play against No, no I, 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 they told me that I can play. They told me that I can play. I don't know what was the agreement with the clubs. So I played again. Oh, so okay. I know something. Sometimes they tell you you're not allowed, but I play. Yeah. I play. So they have agreement. And then after, after I think I was there actually two and a half months, and the clubs agreed, and uh, the uh, Luton let me for free, and the uh, Millwall gave me another two year contract. Colin West was the manager at the time, I think. Oh. Yes. You go down with those type of comments, go down with things like Nick Harford, accidentally oh. putting the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. <laughs> That's the type of thing Luton fans want to hear that you live and bleed the club. Uh, oh, listen, I, I, I always said, uh, when I'm talking to supporters, honestly, I spent the seven best years in my life for the club. Honestly, I played for Leighton Orient, I played for Millwall, I played in my club in Croatia, but I never feel so 
like a home. You know me, we have such a good bunch of lads. Understanding between us was unbelievable. That's why we've done some su successes in our career in, in this period, seven years. We got promoted a couple of times and uh, I, that was the definitely the best time in my life and I'm never going to forget it. Do you ever go back? But I was going back to 2013, 14. I was going back and then since then, I didn't go. And I'm thinking now to go there. And actually, I'm with my wife now. I'm actually going to come back in uh, England, maybe to do some job work. Because in Dubrovnik, where I live in Croatia, it's a place in a, on the a sun, on the coast. And football is not very, now in good level. They're playing like amateur level. And so, and I like to be in football. For the moment, I'm, I'm in restaurant business, but I miss the football. I, I, I'm doing this business, but I'm not enjoying it, if you know what I mean. I love football. All my life, I was in football, and I miss football. So one day, I'm really considering to go back to England and start, start doing something in the football, football thing. Maybe maybe with Luton, who knows? I would love to go. I would love to go back to Luton. I would love to. Love to. Well, I'm not speaking on behalf of the club, but I, I know as fan, even if you go back for the weekend and went and got back for... Um, just to watch some games, I know that oh. they would more than welcome you and it'd be a case of we'd get you on the pitch and it would be, you'd hear that whole City roar again. That roar will be oh. back up from the whole City game if, if you came back. The old goose pimples would be going again, Burks. <laughs> I would love to, I would love to, I would love to, I would love to. And I miss the buzz, I miss the, all that, honestly, I miss stuff. Now I take, now I re realise how oh, I miss the buzz. You know, Marvin, we're travelling the day before the matches in hotels, right. buzzing, talking, all that, but... I'm, I'm really missing that big time now. Big time. Yeah. Who did you sit next to on the bus? Who was your bus bus mate? Who was your roommate? Oh, it was me and Nico. Sometimes me and Robo. We were changing all the time. You know what I mean? Some, sometimes we were watching the films or some people was, uh, I don't know, reading the books. So I don't know. Everyone was doing different things. Someone listening to music. But me and Robo and Nico most of the time. All we were sitting, we was always sitting in the front. Top four seats in the front. I was never going back. Younger ones was going at the back. I like to be in the front. <laughs> I always like to have a view. They have a view, you know what I mean? I always want to see where I am. <laughs> I, think, I think, Andrew, I think going back to what Bergo said, I think a lot of um, his experience at, at Luton was within, like, the camaraderie of all the players. That made it special as well. I mean, yes, it helps that you're successful and you have the one or two promotions, but I think that just the whole antics of the the... The, the chemistry between the players amongst themselves. And I mean, we had some great times, like I said, I mean, like games and going away and trips and stuff. And it just made, I think, that little bit more unity as a group. And there's so much can be said for like team spirit. When someone talks about, or people talk about team spirit, I think that a lot of that is when I think, and Joe was great. I mean, and so was Mick. I mean, they probably let the dressing room and let Nico run, run it, run yeah. it and in order and there was always discipline amongst these players it wasn't a case where like you had any prima donnas yes yes definitely definitely right, excellent so what we're going to do is we're going to pause for a quick break and when we get back for um second part we'll hear the rest of um artwork which is my best 11. Welcome back to the second part of Artwork, which is my best 11. So far, we've got Marlon Beresford, Emerson Boyce, Matthew Taylor, Marcus Heikkinen, and Marvin Johnson. I'll hand over to that very own Marvin Johnson, Marv 62nd. 
Okay, Perko, VAR or no VAR? No VAR, no. Okay, Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. We are very similar players. Okay, all right. Best ground you played at? Uh, I play uh, Newcastle way. All right. Bundesliga, La Liga or Syria for quality? La- Which one? La-, La Liga. Beer, wine or spirit? Uh, wine. If you wasn't a footballer, what would you have done? I would be in the restaurant business, like I know. Favourite of a sport? Uh, basketball, NBA. Okay. Golden goal or penalty shootout? Golden goal. Which team did you support as a as a kid? As a kid, I was support Real Madrid. Best dress player. Best dressed player. You mean in the world or just in Luton Town? No, in just, just in, your, in, your, in your career. In your, in your, in your career. Best dressed player. Oh my God, that's a tricky question. Uh, uh, Kevin Nichols. Okay, worst dressed player. Um, Marlon Beresford. <laughs> came straight out of it, well. Okay. Last um, one. Same old, same old. <laughs> Last one. Pele or Maradona? Pele. Awesome, awesome. So you mentioned there, best and worst dressed player. Yes. <laughs> Why were you guys chuck- chuckling at Marlon Beres? No, I was Always. chuckling. I was chuckling. I was chuckling because he, he didn't even think about that one. It was just like it just came out. Why, why, why Beresford? Oh, yeah. but he always same shirt, same suit, same suit, yeah. same suit, shirt, two shirts, same suit. I mean, he's always changing, same or same. Marlon, Marlon, Marlon was very laid back. He didn't really care. He, laid, he could, he, he, yeah, he, he got the same clothes on for a week, and he wouldn't. Bother, you could yeah. give him stick, and it wouldn't bother him. It wouldn't bother him. One he's not bothered. Yes, yes, excellent. So we're going to get back into um, your best eleven. We'll start. Where do you want to go, Burko? Right or left midfield? Uh, I'll go now. Uh, do you want to go centre? Right. Okay, right, I'll right. Go. Right, right. I'll go right. right. Okay, over to you. Give us some clues. Clues, okay. clues. All right. I'll tell you now. If he was international player, very fast. Okay. Very fast. Very fast. Sunderland. He was. Uh, Sunderland. Sorry? He played yes. Sunderland as well. <laughs> yes. Yes. Did yes. he love? Can't... Did he? Every time he was down the wing, did he have to put somebody on their ass because of the number of lollipops he did? Unbelievable. Always, always tricky in his pocket. Always. He would pass the player. He could have crossed. No, it stopped. He wants to twist and turn again and then cross. Yo, tell you, he was killing me. And when I played on the left, I was going near post, right, coming back. I said, please cross the ball, please. He was taking a mick on the players, honestly. He was taking, he was so fast. He had so much confidence in himself, he even believe. Unbelievable. Carlos Edwards is yeah. who yes. we're talking about. Yes. When you yes. I mean he when we picked him up from Wrexham, it back when yes. back when yes. Wrexham yes. before their big days. Um he was did you know how good he was? Because he was a bit of an unknown to the fan. No, really, honestly, I didn't know I only want to know him when we played the game against them and uh, actually we won the game against Wrexham. We played against them. Uh, he was uh, he was playing, you know, he was, he caused the problems. He was going in problem, he was very fast. And uh but when he came, honestly, or when he, you know when he came on the train ground and do some train session, you can see his guy's got quality. He was he got pace and he's got skill, good touch. You can see he was a good player, honestly. He was unbelievable. Did you did you see that definitely? I mean, because both of you were at the club during that rise from obviously kind of sections, but when you saw the club rise from second division, what's now kind of league two, you know what I mean, the bottom tier yeah. the section, or and then rise the way through. Did you really notice the different types of players the club was bringing in? Um, and also, but there were so many players that stayed the whole way through. So it was a really kind of weird, um, a weird one where you kept on having, you've got your core and then you kept yes. on chucking in 
the other players. What was that like for you as a player, Burko? It was it was good experience to be honest. You know, when we was giving some results, we was bringing more and more quality players. Everything was going very well. You know, what I mean, it's uh, I mean, you have to get results. You have to have quality players. You know, you have to have a quality in your team, and uh, it's not just physical, just to be physical. You have to have some uh, good other ability in in on the pitch and off the pitch. So the players that we got uh, like Carlos Service and other players, we bring so much quality in our team. Honestly, it was some players who was on the bench he could play in the first team so it was uh, it was very tough for all of us you know but we listen everyone wants to play don't get me wrong every player wants to play no one wants to do the bench but we was in that time we was all understanding everything you know what i mean we was always the winning and losing like a team and we, we never feel any jealousy with everyone who played who's not playing but the players like Edwards and uh, who are played other players we have understand and understanding to uh, with, uh, with each other yeah did, i mean when it happened with you Marv, did you see it as a threat or as a challenge I mean, with other players coming in? I mean, a, a challenge, I suppose, because yeah. it's the only way to, is, to, is for you to look at it because you want to you want to make the, the club better, you want to make the team better, you want to... So the more competition, the better. And, and yes, as, yes. as most players, if they're being honest with themselves and realistic, they know they're not going to go and play on forever. So there's always going to be a turnover of, of, mm. of players at some point. And you want to try and make that like transaction um, as easy as possible so the club can be successful. Would you agree with that, Yeah, 100% agree. Yeah. It was a challenge, of course, because you have to train even harder. Competition is always good. Always good. So I definitely agree with that. I mean, we're, 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 there's a stage. I mean, I don't want to mention too many players because obviously they might be in Burko's team, but... The, when Newley was manager and I was now on the coaching side, the, the team with the likes of um, Burko, um, Nico, Howie, Unders, Coiny, there were some real good top players who were like now coming together and formed a, a partnership and, and, a, and a group of players who I felt could have gone on and gone as far as they could have gone as high as possible, you know? Yes, no, definitely. So we're going to move on to left wing. You got Carlos on the right. Who have you got on the left? On the left wing, I got the player. I tell you now, uh, he came from the division below us team. He is a blonde hair. He have a very good left foot, good touch. He was working hard player. He could have played on the left back by playing on the left wing as well. And uh, only, only what I feel sorry by he, he have some injuries. You know, he was sometimes he was yeah. injured, but when he was playing. He was he was very good, and he he used his head when he played. He was very clever player, and he, he wouldn't just cross the ball just for sake of crossing. He would pick in the place. He would try to find someone right. in the box. Yeah. I mentioned him earlier on the night. I thought he was at left back. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Marvin. Paul, yeah, Paul Underwood. Paul Underwood. Yes, yeah, yes. very, very. You're right, Burko. Very, very good player. Was it? I mean, he's like yes. Rushton for years, and then yes. when yes. he comes captain to us, isn't he? He was a captain as well, Rushton. Yeah, when he yeah. come to us, I just like was like blown away of how. I mean, like, he had some injuries. You're right, but he was fit. He could run. I mean, he could deliver ball. He could play. He was yes. like I was. I mean, they're not being disrespectful. I mean, I was surprised that we managed to get someone like him, and he didn't go on to be even more. But maybe the injuries um, was was a factor in that. Yes, yeah, he was lucky with injuries. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Um, so Unders is um, obviously was also part of that big um, the big team that, that pushed all the way through. You got Unders. You got Carlos. Who's in the middle? Who's going to hold? Uh, it's- this midfield now, when I say to Marv, he's going to be too easy for him. You know what I mean? He's going to be too easy. Everyone knows this guy. Who was the craziest midfielder? Who was the nuts? Who was all the stuff? 
who were in the restroom, he was doing stuff there, he was disgusting. And he was one of my best friends. You know what I'm talking about. Craziest, craziest man ever. And I loved him. I loved him. I loved him. Disgusting. You know what he was doing? People, people was Listen, he, people was having sometimes booze from the agents sent to the uh, to the club. People was open. He wouldn't find the booze. He would find different things in the, in the box. Mark, remember, he was a joke. He was a he was a crazy man, but positive. I mean, talk about positive way. I was always laughing. He's unbelievable. You know Kevin what I'm talking Nichols. about, Kevin Nichols. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, see, I mean, you mentioned he you roomed with him. So surely rooming oh, with him meant you were well and was truly a part of all this I stuff. Tell, I was rooming with him and everything. We was uh, roommates all, honestly. I tell you now. Surely I, you I, must have been part of this whole whole games then. You must have come up with some of the ideas as well then, Bert. I did some ideas. Don't get me wrong. I was naughty sometimes as well. You know, I, I like the joke as well. Don't get me wrong. Berger, what, Berger, Berger, give us, give us an example. Berko was smart, before he explained, Berko was smart that he was part of it because he knew that he wouldn't be the brunt of Nico's jokes. He, he was being left alone that way. Exactly, exactly. And I was, and there's always uh, uh, careful who I'm going to joke with, you know? You can't joke with everyone. Some people can take it, some people can, can't, you know? So give us an example of one of the, one of the pranks you and Nick, one, one of the pranks you and Nico played. Give us an example, Berko. What, say again, sorry? Give us an example of one of them that you played. A prank. A you prank. Did, you did. prank. I'll tell you now. I'll tell you now. Um, <laughs> uh, i tell you, Bob, remember Enoch? Enoch yeah, show yeah. me. I'll tell you now. What's happening is Enoch showed me was coming all the time, like late uh, training, everything. And he was coming and uh, he was always, uh, I mean, me and Nico was always, I mean, joking with him. And uh, and once he was coming and he was coming, like he was going on a train that time. He was coming on a train, if you remember, right. from London. Yeah, he's... And he was coming from train and he would take the cap to the ground. And anyway, me and Nico, once he was, a couple of times he was coming and he was very, I mean, coming, running, running. He was sweating. He was all sweaty. And we, we, we smelled the sweat, me and Nico. And he said, listen, me, me, me and Nico came first in the morning once before the training session. And me and Nico bought the deodorant, perfume, uh, the, the, you know that you put on a tree or a tree to smell itself on, uh, when you put in the car. <laughs> Everything on his peg. I mean, all the smelly stuff we put there. And he came and he just, just looked at me and he knew who done it. He knew straight away who done it. It was a joke. I mean, it was a positive joke. He was joking. Right. It was a joke. Honestly, I was laughing. But we have a good bunch of lads. Everything. Everyone was taking, I mean, a positive way. That is something I kindly I find. I don't want to talk about different things about me and him done it. This is just something nice and kind. <laughs> Some things have to stay within the group because that's what made the group so special. Exactly. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. So you got Nico in there, but as a player, as a player, I mean, we, we do speak about every now and again on the podcast, really underrated as an actual ball player, a passer, the, the range he had. Um, I mean, he played England all the way through. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way yeah, up yeah, through yeah. the age groups. So he could actually play as well. Uh, Nico, Nico, listen to Nico. Kevin Nichols was an unbelievable player, to be honest with you. His pass, his touch, you wouldn't believe. Honestly, he's, uh, I mean, he could pick you from 30 yards, book, uh, 30 yards, long pass. He could pick up, honestly, he could give you short pass. His touch ability, tackling. He was going both ways. He liked going to box as well. He was, I, I, what I remember, he, he was taking all our penalties. He never missed the penalty, to be honest. Why, what I remember. He was he was such a cool player. Honestly, he's, uh, I like him because he's a pass player. Honestly, and he 
you he was running up and down honestly every game honestly if you, i don't know how many miles he was running by the game but he was always giving 150% another another one but another one burko nico probably who was very unlucky with injuries i mean if he hadn't yeah. had them injuries i mean yes he had been yeah. a, a move to leeds which everyone would say yeah. is a big club but i think yeah. um, with his injuries he was very unlucky because like andrew just said underrated great i mean played with nico oh. and I, i mean one person who definitely had to have like because obviously how he would compete and fight and give everything 100% and but on the same flip end of it he could pass the ball he could see passes oh, he could he, yeah, um, see that uh, killer ball to put a through ball in definitely so, definitely good free good free kicks he had a good free kick as well he's his right foot was like unbelievable very good foot to have right foot no definitely definitely so we got Nico's in the middle. Who's next to Kevin Nichols? Uh the, I don't know this player. This player played in my last club when I played in Millwall. Okay. Well, um... oh, he was a center midfielder. He played he played for Stoke City before. He moved to Millwall. Little bit chubby. Little bit, he's a little bit chubby by touch and uh, ability. I mean, passing is he was honestly different level. And I was thinking about him and the one player, but this player only played for one year. But his his career was unbelievable in his in his life. You know him very well. Uh he played for Everton, Liverpool, and all them clubs. He came to us. But we only oh, well, we only guy Milvo he played longer with me we played almost three years together you know so he's the kind of guy who I was playing honestly for three years we don't I only play for one year and, and then that was it so so I, 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 I put this one before Don Hudson yeah Don Hudson was an unbelievable player honestly and this and, th- and this other player you said was at Stoke as well City and then he moved to Milvo from Stoke City, Stoke City he actually Let me play against Stoke City in a championship. We play against Centre Midfield. Yeah, I think he's even scored a goal at that time. Yeah, we, we lost one nil. And did you know anyone? Uh, guesses? I've got a couple of guesses. You have got nothing. No, I'm I'm out. Shall I give you the initials? Is it? I'm gonna J Simpson. No. Give me initials then. Give me initials. D B D B B. Oh, central midfielder. Yes, Central Midfield, definitely. DB at Stoke as well. Yes, yes. Oh, um, oh, hey, not um, T's Midfield, Darren Bernard. No. Oh. Go on, who's you've done us? You've done us, bro. Dave, Dave, Dave Brammer. Dave Brammer, I know. Dave. I tell you now, honestly, he's he was. Listen, he he was. I mean, Nico was. Uh, you know how Milwaukee, how, how Nico right. was kind of. This one was similar as well, but. He was honestly he's passing and everything. It's very very similar. They're very similar both of them. Very similar. Very, yeah. But Nico probably me more defensively better than this one. This one was going more forward. If you know what I mean, he was giving passes, setting goals and all that. He scored the goals. Very good touch. Oh. Very good touch. Oh, excellent, excellent. You good. spoke about obviously Millwall there for three years. Was it a similar dressing room to Luton? Is that what appealed no. you to there, or was it a case of? Oh, okay. No, it wasn't. I tell you no. But only I have to tell you, uh, I was. Uh, having a banter with the Millwall legend and we was driving together I mean to the training ground every single day uh, Neil Harris Chopper 
Yeah. So me, him, and, and, uh, uh, and Alan Dan, and some of the old ones, we was doing some banter. I, only, I, I was the one, honestly, who was giving some banter to me. I like to joke. And honestly, when I see someone in the newspaper, like Sun and Daniel, I was reading the paper in the morning. If I seen someone looking like one of the players, I would put this on his peg, and I mean, joking, like that kind of jokes. And But it was nowhere, nowhere near like in Luton. No, no, nowhere near. And that's and do you think that's what, what held them back at that particular time, was they didn't have that? The dress room, it was, uh, it was no atmosphere in the dress room, you know, I mean, it was, everything was going, that time Milwaukee was doing, actually, it was boys uh, for relegation. Yeah. We, we survived it, yeah, but it was bad, it was bad, for the, when I moved, it was very bad, atmosphere was bad in the dress room, uh, nothing possible, people didn't believe in the, in the abilities, it was, you need the kick, you, you can see it. The people lost the confidence. And then when we start winning a couple of games, people start getting that confidence back. Because uh, they will have been big for a little bit before that. Because hadn't they made the FA Cup final? Um, yes, they did. Not, that, yes, they did. not that far before that as well, hadn't they? Yes, yes they did. They did. They did. They did. Honestly, uh, and tell you, Milwaukee have a good team that time, to be honest. Very good team. They yeah. have a good team. Good players. Just I mean, confidence. you know, from Milwaukee, from Milwaukee, you know, Tim Cahill went through, Lucas Neal. Uh, good players, really have good players. Richard Sadler, they're very good players. Yeah, oh, awesome. But the banter, the banter for me, the banter in the restroom and the atmosphere for me was much better than Luton. Much better. Awesome. So we'd left with two strikers. Yes, it's, it's, that was for me the easiest, easiest positions. Okay, I, I, I go with the first one. Um, for this is for Mark too easy again. Again, he played with us, big lad, you know, from North is about. 120 kilos weight. Played <laughs> for every, did he play for pretty much every club in the Midlands? As he played for pretty much every club in that Midlands, East Midlands area. Uh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes. And he finished Andrew. Steve Howard. Steve of course. Howie Howard. Oh, Howie was a good, good, good lad. Yes. Good lad. He, he must have been on the end of most of your crosses. And knowing he was there, did that help? Yeah, it did. You know what I mean? When you when you're going on a on a wing, you passing the play, even a cross. Of course, you 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 know what I mean you, you can't miss him. You know what I mean? He was he, he was always in a in a in the middle of the box. You, he, he was such a building with the header. Even with his feet, to be honest, you he, he was very good. And I tell you now, when I was going in the box and was when crossing was coming from the other side, he will he would cushion the header to me, he would give me back uh Pass honestly, he was he was he was very easy to play with. You could play one touch, one two with him. You have a good touch as well for the big man. So he was very very good. That's as why good, he finished with. So he was as good with his back to the goal as he was facing oh, the goal. He turn on his back or he can turn and he can, honestly, it was very hard to look after. He have a good touch. He played with the with the head very good and he played with the, with the ball. He yeah. have good touch. Awesome. So he's there now. In terms of obviously yourself. Um, you're playing for a number of clubs. What would you say the major differences between um, playing in Croatia compared to playing in the UK? What What would you say the difference? And I'm not talking know. about level of. Obviously, you got top levels. I'm talking about what's the fundamental difference between the two countries at football. I tell you now, uh, being with you, uh, I, I had that question so many times. And uh, when I play in the Premier League in Croatia, it's very, very technical, very technical, very technical uh, passing ability. is is very, very, very hard. Uh, only things uh, uh, was the difference between our playing in in, in uh, Croatian league and English league in my division is much uh, more. It's a pace. It's a pace. Uh, in Croatia, it's very technical, but some people that soft. You know, what I mean, when they when they want to, when they want to play like one against one, they drop on the floor for no reason. They're asking for the free kicks. You know, in England, it's not possible. That you know, what I mean, England is very physical, very very physical game, uh, pace. 
honestly, uh, the you know in Croatia, Croatia is very similar league like Italian, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know when you win, when you lead in one nil, are oh, you going on the ball for the ball? The ball was like a corner. You walk in to get the corner. You walk in slow. You want to uh, take any minutes you can. In England, when you play one nil, you up. You, you keep going. You go and score second goal. You want to score third goal. It's that's very very big difference. Which one do you prefer? I prefer England to be honest, yeah. honestly, and I think that was my that was my uh, I would say that was my uh, big uh, learning when I moved first time to Leyton Orient because I was playing like because I played in Croatia my, my my way and I went on in England and I went on a, on a play some games I played first reserve game for Leyton Orient and I played the first game and then the people here passing the the kicking the, it's a tougher much tougher I said listen I, I don't I, I can't dive yet. Because if I start diving, they say, listen, stand up, stand up, you are too soft. So I was standing for myself. I said, listen, I have to accept this level of playing. This is how they're playing. You have to just adjust your touch, all your abilities in this, and just balance it. That's what I was doing, because you have to adapt it. Mark, what, okay. what would you say the differences in America? Say again? What would you say the main differences between America and the UK, fundamentals of football? What would you say the... Berko spoke about pace and strength. <laughs> I mean... Do they try and push a different brand, a different style? No, I think that the, everyone's an um, here is an ath- athlete. I mean, and the the best. I mean, it's been said before. I think the best athletes, pl- um, players who could be football players or soccer players, as they call it here, go down the basketball or N- um, NFL. I mean, <laughs> if if those players who were not drawn into the NFL and now were technically taught from a young age from five upwards and they got the same like technical ability what they have as athleticism they would have a hell of a team over here in, mm. in the in, in america to be honest um they're too blinded I, by the sport yeah i think i th- i think so i mean a lot a lot more coming now back into football um because of the head injuries and the clashes with the NFL, but um, still, there's a there's a there's a lot of players who are going down that route of in the effort NFL who are way way beyond like ridiculously athletic, ridiculously yeah. athletic who could easily be in this sport. Um, I wanted to just touch on the question with Berko. Berko, listen, who's who's yeah. the top club in like Croatia? Because I mean, I'm sure Andrew would agree. I mean, the Croatia have done absolute fantastic, and if you look at the oh. last major tournaments of how they've so where are these players coming from? And what's, I mean, I because mean, you don't really hear too much, and not being horrible now, of these top clubs in Europe doing well yes. in these big tournaments. So I tell you now, uh, everyone's, uh, it's been very big questions uh, has been uh, asked to the uh, main, main, main persons in, uh, in Croatia football association. What's happened is, I tell you now, uh, uh, Croatia be, uh, is 4.5 million people. We are a very small country. And the uh, uh, facility, the best, I tell you now, the best club in Croatia for the last, I would say, for the last 10 years, constantly, is Dynamo Zagreb. And he's one of the clubs who's producing the best players you're going to see now. From Modric now, from Kovacic, who play in Chelsea, Modric, Real Madrid. Um, uh, this Guardiol, he's been named one of the best players and a half now. He's only 21. All coming from the Dynamo Zagreb. Dynamo Zagreb got the best facility for the for the for uh, uh, make the players what they are. But the facility in Croatia, they're very bad. I mean, the stadiums and the training grounds, no good at all. Uh, Dynamo Zagreb is, uh, they all go the old stadiums, Mark. We're talking about stadiums who they built from 1974, 75, 80, the old stadiums. You know, they go like a running truck around the pitch. You know what I mean? It's, this is old-fashioned stadiums. And that is a big problem here. The, now, the last two World Cups, Croatia are very well. 
So even the players begging the, uh, the football association to start, even the government, the government in Croatia, to start building new stadiums, to start making training grounds, facilities for, the, for these young kids. Because we got so much results in, in the football uh, in the world. And uh, we have no abilities, no, honestly, no, 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 no training camps or anything. You know, the Croatian, Croatia, before they're going to the World Cup, they're going to Slovenia, which is our next country to us. They're going to do the training session over there. Really? Before, wow. Honestly, because they go training comes much better than us. That is that is a shame, absolutely shame. So now we start putting the government under pressure. So the their government, the prime minister said they're gonna start doing so. It's really time now. We have to start doing new stadiums, make the national team stadium. So they they they, they promise they're gonna start doing this now. Don't yeah. Angie, I mean Angie might know. Don't clubs get a certain amount of money from FIFA to invest into the. Oh, yeah, so, yes. Oh, the, yes. The, the prize money that Croatia would have got for the World Cup runs in the last two, we're not even talking one-off, for the past yeah, two yeah. World Cups. It would be huge. Yes. Absolutely uh, that, huge. That is why supporters are fuming, because they know they got the money. They even, even, yeah. They've even been said, I think for the last World Cup, they earned about, I don't know, about 80, 70, 80 million. So they, they, why don't make you in the training cup? But yeah. they said, look, they said location, they can't find location. It's ridiculous. I mean, this is ridiculous. And people here moaning, and it's honestly, it's very, very, I mean, it's an absolute shambles. Because people know it's, you can find, if you want to do it, you can find it. There's yeah. no problem. And also so the fact that whilst you're doing well, you want, and you have the money, you need to do it. Because because Croatia, like you said, four and a half million people, they'll go in waves. They'll have 10 years of good. 10 years are bad. 10 years are good. 10 yes. years are bad. Yes. That's what happened. Yes. Um, exactly. So while it's good, you need to invest the money because it will happen at some point where you don't make the World Cup for a couple of times, but then you'll get yes. to the semis again if you invest. So, yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, what I can say as well, I mean, you look in the past, uh, you go from, we, we finished 1998 in France, we finished third. Yeah. You go people like Suker, Prosinecki, Boban, uh, players who play in the top, top clubs like Real Madrid, Barcelona. And now we go this generation of Modric, Choluca, uh, all these players now, we go generations, younger ones that are coming now, because see some youngers that are coming through now. And uh, so we need, we need some uh, uh, new stadiums, we need new facilities, because we, if you see that some of the training grounds, it's ridiculous, honestly, absolutely ridiculous. Oh, interesting. Sometimes I'm wondering how they succeed. Sometimes I'm wondering, because they got very good coaches. They're very good coaches. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just down to the coaches. But very like good. you said, you'd have maybe a couple of extra players that are missing out because they're not getting that. They haven't yeah, got the quality, the facilities or whatever. Um, we yeah, get yeah. back to your 11, Burko. So you've got Howie up front as one. Who is your other striker? Uh, this striker, uh, I tell you, he played he play Millwall with me. He's the Millwall legend. Um, did you drive a car with him yes. quite a lot? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Was yeah. he also Millwall yeah. manager as well? That's so much for legend. Yeah. Yes. Was, I yeah. tell you now, but why did I pick him? I tell you now. Because I was with him for like three years, going on the train ground and everything. He's a he's a born winner, honestly. I tell you now, when we play in the train ground, just on the train ground, when we play five, when we play like ten against ten, if he don't win, he's fuming. He is a he's a born winner, honestly. And what 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 I saw with him, he needs about twenty centimeters. Centimeters. He he just needs a little to have a shot. He's explosion. He's finishing, unbelievable. Yeah, honestly, I never seen this in my life. Honestly, because like I, like I said, I spent with him three years, and I was going on training ground and playing the matches. He don't need a lot to score, honestly. He was such a clever with his head. What's the combination? Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I was going to say good combination between him and Howie as well. Up front, I mean, big, big, big lad, little lad. 
Yeah. So so he had you had some good players at Millwall as well, the good strikers. I was looking through obviously Steve Morrison, um Alexander. Hey, Alexander was quite was really uh, good as well. Gary Alexander for me was big lump. He was going. I mean, he was he wasn't like how he was bigger, of course, but it's similar. He liked to. He was more with the head striker header, but Neil Harris chopper feet head anything. Honestly, he was such a quick in his thinking. He don't need a lot. Honestly, he was he just need a little space. That's it. Shoot goal. That's it. Finish. Yeah. Up yeah. Awesome, Marvin. Over to you. Berko, so which manager um, is, is going to lead this 11 what you pick now? Oh, oh Mark, who are you doing to me now? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, manager. Who will run this team? Oh, my God. Uh, I go for Joker here. Joker here? Yeah. I mean, the, the, fridge, the fridge would be go down, would go down well, yeah. The fridge would be... I'm thinking about my new him, but I don't know. I, I was going for Joker here. I don't know. My, I love my new, don't get me. My new was very good. We have a good, very good relationship and uh, I was very good with him everything. This one was, this one had a character. This one, it was tougher. He, he don't want to muck around. With it. He, he was very tough, you know. <laughs> you know how was he was scary. Yes, we've we've heard some stories in the dressing rooms about um, about Kinnear and then Mick Arthur coming in after or before and it's it's quite, you hear some very can interesting just, stories. situation with your career, Marv. I don't think if you, I don't know if you played this game. This is the this is the worst I've ever seen him. And that was my best performance what I done in my career. Go on. If you tell remember. us, tell us. Do you remember when we played cup game against Stevich? We was one nil down. When he came in the dressing room, first of all, we went in the dressing room, players, and me come after us, and we were sitting there for five minutes. He didn't turn up, and we was losing one nil. And we were, we thought this is he's going to absolutely hammer us now. We were staying there, staying there, staying there. Remember when he came in the dressing room after ten minutes? So we only go five minutes, so we have to go back to the pitch. He came, you know, he was red. He was fuming. Fire was going through his head. Fire, and he came in his dressing room and he starts smashing the, with the foot the bottle, and bottle was flying everywhere. Do you remember that? I, and I, then, was, so, I was on the coaching. I was on the coaching staff then. I, I remember. I was at the game. I remember the game. And then we came dressed the second time, and I scored a hat trick, and I scored the second kick hat trick. I scored six goal. I scored three goals in six and a half minutes. And then after was he after that game, he was he was giving me permission to go more forward. <laughs> That was my starting point for me. He was giving me more freedom then. Yeah, oh my God. I remember he was so angry that game. I remember. Oh my God. He was flashing. I think the bottles flashed Nico's head. I think he kicked the Nico and he said, I think Nico was fuming. He wanted to uh, I mean, smash him with his bottle. He was honestly. But then we, we, in, after that meeting, he was shouting, you know, him, he was shouting, saying thing. Then we pulled ourselves together, said, come on, lads, we have to do this. I mean, the local, local uh, rival, Stevenage, you know what I mean? And then we, we won, I think, 4-2 uh, or 4-1, something like that. I scored, right. I scored yeah. three. Patrick uh, in six minutes. Oh. Six and a half. Yeah, that time, it was the second quickest hat-trick, that time. Robbie Fowler scored for six minutes against Arsenal, and I scored six and a half. That's and I didn't, know, you know, I didn't even know, because after the match, and I was going and sharing a shower, of course, I was happy. I was going I was going to the water coat. And some reporters started, listen, Berkey, Berkey, can I have a talk to you. I say, why not? Say, you know the score the second cricket. Then I was giving an interview to him. I didn't even know. And I didn't even realize. You know, when you play, when you, play you don't realize that I score so quick, you know. Well, and I said, I don't, I don't know. I don't, honestly, I didn't know. I say, yeah, yeah, you score in six and a half minutes. And I say, I'm happy just I scored. We won. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. I love that. And you know else, you know else, Mars? I'm, I, oh. I've been wrong in the in Luton history book. No one beat my record as well. This one, Hetrick, and the same game, same week, inside that I scored two goals. So I scored for Luton Town 
five goals in one week. No one beat me. You know who was the nearest man? Kwa beat? Our mm. coach, Steen. Brian Steen. And I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Steen legend. <laughs> oh, love it. Love, love it. Yeah. Marvin. So, yes, so Berko, we, we've spoke about it a little bit um, off air. So just for those... Luton and Millwall and Leighton Orient supporters. What are you doing now and are you involved in the game still? Uh, for the moment, like I said before, I, uh, I'm i in restaurant business now. Uh, I don't know how long I'm going to do that. I don't know, honestly. I've been doing it like, for the last 10 years. Actually, a little bit, I'm starting getting fed up a little bit. Uh, I, I want to go back in football. i got so many people asking me here, the parents to open the like coaching uh, school, coach the kids. Some of they are giving me, they want me to do privately so I can teach them privately. And I'm, I'm considering to go next year, January or February, go start getting involved with the football and go back to my best because I'm really missing a big time. I'm missing, I'm really missing the football, missing the bars. I want to be there because I think this is, a, I'm best in that because uh, I love football. That's, that's what I was doing all my life. This is just what I'm doing now. It was just, this is something where I was thinking that I'm going to love it, but I'm into that. But I prefer more football. And I'm playing five-a-side football like three times a week with my friends, which is very competitive. No one likes to lose. And uh, I really like enjoyed football. So I'm hoping one day I'm going to be back in football. Excellent. What's All the right. name of your restaurant in Dubrovnik? Uh, the restaurant was restaurant Porto now, but I moved now to different port- uh, restaurant now. To the re- another restaurant. It's called Tavolin. Tavolin. It's Tavolin. a restaurant Tavolin. It's been an it's been a award is like a Michelin star award. Like he's gonna be like uh, uh, he didn't get the Michelin star, but he's getting is is in a, he's, he, if he start carrying on like he's doing now, he might get one. Oh, award. Beautiful. Excellent. So any fans jump out when next out there. Um, yeah. Have a look for it and go and say hello to Burka and save Please. him from doing his restaurant work, and he will chat football forever. Too. <laughs> Excellent. No problem. Excellent. Well, I want to say on by on behalf of myself and Marv, thank you so so much for your time. Um, but yeah. it was lovely yeah, speaking to you and hearing your story. And that was on Berkeley, my best friend.